johnsyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. Hey, this is former odds maker Kenny White now on your side of the counter. Go to oddsxfactor.com where I'm going to reveal all the secrets how to beat the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, and especially college sports. College is my forte. I love totals. I love second halves. And I love in-game. I was seen on 60 Minutes. I can beat the point spread. I was on the other side. Now I'm with you. Go to oddsxfactor.com. 1-800-209-1679. That's 1-800-209-1679. Pick up the phone and make the call. Get today's Consensus Club play absolutely free. Coming from the outside to the inside here at SportsInsidersRadio.com. Get our top consensus play from me, John, yours truly, plus Kenny White and Brian Blessing. It's absolutely free. Don't stall. Make the call. 1-800-209-1679. All right, folks, here we go. We've got you covered today with Sports Insider Radio. Coming to you from Las Vegas, Brian Blessing, glad to be with you. Sports Insider Radio.com. 800-209-1679. 800-209-1679. Let's see. we got a Final Four coming up. Masters next week. Major League Baseball. Our buddy John's got to be going bananas with the Barking Dogs in baseball. NBA, NHL, NFL drafts are coming. Spring practices in college football. The Kentucky Derby. i got to say, if I've got the boys on the line, if I say the Kentucky Derby, I better say the Preakness in the same sentence, right? Absolutely. How you doing, fellas? We got Mike there. Well, you know, can you guess? I know you could probably. You might if you're if you're watching me live at SportsInsiderRadio.com and your internet works, you could see me live. But if you're not watching me live, can you guess what shirt I'm wearing? It's probably the one with your mug on it. Nah, another one. What's the second guess, Brian? Does he have one with How your? About the over uh, the over under on this team before the season started was fifty eight wins. He's got an Orioles shirt on. <laughs> there you go, ding 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 ding. Listen, if you own a retail establishment in this town, holy moly, you can't find an Orioles shirt. Listen, I did a whole video breakdown yesterday, but uh, Brian, you know it's hard for me to contain my enthusiasm. Oh boy, not about the Orioles, not about the Orioles. Okay, just about how you cannot make money betting favorites 
in baseball. I broke down every game. Obviously, if you unless you're hiding under a rock, the number one money team in MLB is the Baltimore Orioles as of right now. To if you risked a hundred dollars on five games, you are four and one, and you are up eight hundred and three dollars. So you're basically up three games. You can now go zero and five. Listen, you're up three games, and you're up eight hundred dollars, which means you have a five game cushion. So you can literally bet them and go 0 and 5 and and you're basically even on the win loss record and you're still up $300. It's so hard to overcome. And I don't want to do a rant, so we'll break it down by the AL Well, West, hey, the look, AL I, East, well, look, but I know, but I'll tell you right out of the gate, I know you're you're all stoked. Uh well, not you. Mike's probably going out of his mind with the Orioles. But I mean, how about Seattle? Seattle's been printing dough. They were so, a dog so in Seattle. most of those games. So actually, so it's funny. So Seattle, but I, this is fundamental. You brought up Seattle, so that's a lead-in. So not really, not mostly again, because here's the difference in the value. It's not how much money you're up, and we're going to do this every week through the baseball season. It's how many games are you up versus how much money you're up. So here's the difference. Number one money team in baseball is Baltimore. They've played five games. They have not even been at home yet. They have a zero, no home games in the regular season yet. They're four and one, which means they're up three net winners, and you're up eight hundred and three dollars. The difference is the value per game. Seattle is seven and one. They played two games in Tokyo. They've played eight games versus five games, so they've played three extra games, and they're up seven hundred and seventy-six, seven sixty-five. So. While the records look great, you're up 800 with Baltimore and you're up 760 with Seattle, call it. And there's a basically a $40 difference. The difference, what I want people to lock into, is not the money always, but the difference in the amount of games. So you have a six-game edge versus a three-game edge. So when you look at it that way, you see there's more value in the Orioles because they're going to be constantly given a bigger price and there's going to be more value with them than being up six games and being up less money. Does that make sense? Indeed it does. We always pay attention to what he says, Mike. No, I mean, he's he's dead on. I mean, every we had clients, <clears throat> excuse me, we had clients when they were playing the Yankees and they were just huge dogs and the Yankees were the leader of the pack to, to be the contender in the World Series and even win the World Series. They just could not believe that the Orioles stood a chance with the lineup they put out there on the first day, with the pitchers they put out there on the first day, but it just shows it's not just about the paper, you know, names that you're looking at, pitcher versus pitcher, or even lineup versus lineup. Any team can win on any given day, especially in baseball. So if you have that type of value, you could really steal all year long with getting value on these plus prices that you just would not get during the basketball or football seasons. Now, one thing, then we'll move on to other sports like the Final Four and NBA and all that good stuff, but one thing about teams like the Orioles. So if you're that guy and you're listening and you're, you, you think you're a wise guy, no pun intended, you're not a wise guy, you're a public square, because what a lot of these guys do is they martingale bet, and we talk about it in NHL, and it's applicable to baseball, which is their sports of streaks. You don't stand in front of a freight train and just decide to get ran over you wait for that record to snap. So if you're the guy that is going to take 
keep double downing and triple. Think about it. You started with game one with the Orioles. You felt pretty good about yourself. You won fading them. And then all of a sudden you lose, and you go, well, there's no way they're going to lose. They're going to win two games in a row. And then you triple down and you get banged with the extra juice. Now there's no way they're going to win three in a row. Now you're four games. Well, if you've been laying that price, you're, you're, you're down 20 games right now. Chase, and how much do you have to play on now on this game? Even if the Orioles lose today, look, again, I'm not going to change my tune. The Orioles are going to have a losing record of about 100 games. So we know it's going to come. But the point is, if you're the guy that keeps double downing against those good, those bad teams, and you you don't take advantage of the dog streak, you can't get out. You you need to win. You need the Orioles to lose right now. You need the Orioles to lose ten games in a row if you've been fading them since since game one. Michael, you a fan? Are, are you a fantasy baseball nut too? No, I stay away from that. It's it's. I don't do rotisserie fantasy leagues where it just comes down to batting average and, you know, you're, you're really looking for the, the whip and the batting average and the home runs. I, I like to do heads-up fantasy lines where I'm taking players and I'm playing player versus player versus a team uh, heads-up where baseball primarily is just rotisserie. So you're really – it's really mundane throughout the whole season until really the end where, you know, if your home run and your whip and your ERA is good, then you win the league where I like to do heads-up just like you would if you're playing a football game. Everybody, any given week can win if you start the right lineup. And, John, the approach you take to baseball, I know you bet the dogs. Uh, how about the first five innings, some of the other things uh, you focus on? So, or do you, just, so we had, do, we you had, just stick to your model? No, no, no. We had a first five-inning play last night. Um, that's the first thing. We had a first five, and we hit that. And the irony of the first five-inning play that we had last night was I didn't do the double trade, which is a lot of times what you do, which is, I had the Yankees in the first five inning, and I laid a small price of 40 cents. And normally I would take the dog for the game, and I should have, obviously, after the fact. But cash the Yankees, it was one nothing after five innings. And then, obviously, the Yankees blew the lead, which is – but let's – I want to talk about another thing. So right now, early in the season, how many teams do you – how many teams are in regular season – how many baseball teams are there? Either one of you? How many teams – how many baseball teams are there? 32. So uh, right now, in terms of profitable, what do you think the ratio is of profitable teams versus non-profitable teams, Brian? I or you, Mike? you tell me. <laughs> he's throwing, it's usually he about these two, pop it's quizzes it's, out. It's, it's usually about two to one. Okay. So that basically means right now there's 18 teams that are in the red, and there's 11 teams that are in the green. And there's um, the uh, uh, the rest of them. The couple, the other three or four other teams are actually break even. They're at zero. So just to break it down for you, Boston, number one money loser in baseball. Oh yeah. Angels, Angels, number one money loser in baseball. See, this is where it gets tricky. All these teams, when you look at a team like Houston, Houston is two and four. They're only down two games. But they're the third biggest money loser in baseball because of the juice they're laying. But the thing that's going to happen, right, I mean, is and, right. and you've always done a good job with this, and baseball is by nature a streaky sport. So it's the key is to get on board when a team either uh, changes their fortunes or if it's going to continue that way, but to get on board with the streak early on. And also, not only early on in the streak, 
but when the numbers are deflated because they've not been playing good. Well, so this goes back to my premise, which is let's say you can't stomach, and this is something for every listener should really take to heart. Let's say you can't stomach betting on teams for value. Like it just makes you – you physically can't pull the trigger on playing the Orioles, which is understandable. That's fine. But don't fa- if you take this motto, I'm not going to lay a big price over 50 cents, then you're not playing Boston. Then you're not playing Houston yesterday when they're laying 200. Then you're not playing Washington yesterday when they're one- laying 180. Part of your strategy in baseball, if you can't handle playing the bad teams – is to set a money line limit and not go over that limit, and therefore you're not the guy that is down 10 games or 12 games fading the Orioles. You're, you, just, you, you just didn't play them. So you only had in that choice, you're going to play the Orioles or you're not going to play the Orioles. Hey, you know what? But you're not going to play the other side. You're, you're the guy with all the numbers. And their numbers, and when you rattle these numbers off, you make them work for you, for starters, right? It's not just a come on and throw that out there. You're you're making these numbers work for you. Uh, it's early on in a season. I wonder, and I wonder, maybe a summary of last year, but it's very early in a season. I'd be curious to keep track of how many teams that have the lead with the first five innings, how many teams that have the lead after the first five actually go on to win the game. Because when you talk about the double trade, right, it's like, oh, yeah, they get off to a good start, but their bullpen's horrible. Right. Um, we, well, we could, we could track that, but um, the, the, the funny thing is, like, you take a team like Seattle. I can pretty much guarantee you at the end of the year, if you bet on Seattle, you're going to lose money. Because the problem is they're going to make the – I can guarantee you right now that if you bet on Houston, even if they have a winning record, you're going to lose money. I can guarantee you that if you bet on Boston, you're going to lose money. Because what's going to happen is even when they have a record that's well over 500, it's going to be equalized by the, the spreads. And so um, – and, and, you know, the funny thing is, too, uh, the, the massive difference between the run line and the puck line in hockey is if you're betting the home team – and many more often than not, let's say the home team's favorite. If you're betting the, the, the home team, a, conceivably, you're getting one less at bat. And, oh, by the way, in hockey, uh, if you've got a one-goal lead, and, and then the other thing is, if they got a two-run lead and the guy gets on first, they just let him go to second let him score. But the other thing is uh, that in hockey, they're going to yank the goalie and you got a chance at the empty netter, which is a big edge. Right. Absolutely. And so, you know, you have these edges – but the, the, the fundamental thing is for the guys that are listening to this, and again, you know, I was laughing. I said to Mike yesterday, I said, I hope the Orioles win tonight just so we can be on a 4-0 streak into the radio show. doesn't mean that they're going to have a winning record this week. It doesn't mean that they're going to not lose 10 games in a row. But do you, do you agree with, if you're listening, don't lay over 50 cents. 30 cents I think is a little too hard. But don't lay over 50 cents in a baseball game. Then you're not the guy shaking your head yesterday when Houston loses. Yeah, and, I mean, and, and again, these are black and white things, but they are really good general rules of thumb that, that produce results for you over the course of an entire season, right? Right. Another thing I'm going to start tracking this year, which has already been profitable, is home team dogs. So basically every night since the season started, home team dogs are basically 50% or – 
one game under or one game over 50%. So here's a perfect example. Today, there are six home team dogs on today's card. Statistically, if you were going to bet all six of those games, you're going to be three and three and up money. First dog is in play right now, which is Washington. Obviously, the game's far from over. I think they have a 6-2 lead while we're on the air live. But the point is, is that the other strategy is if you don't want to purchase any information and you want to do this on your own, I just, I'm giving you guys a free gift. Just play the home team dogs for the same value across the board every day. And pretty much at the end of the week, you're going to come out ahead. All right. So lots of baseball. And, 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 and that's the other thing. Too, the fact that uh, you get that morning, noon, and night aspect of it, right, where you know, people people want action all day long. Have you speaking of action? So we'll talk about that. Have you watched action on Showtime? No. So you know, basically, you know, the coverings, the sports gambling, yeah. the new legalized billion dollars. I, I heard, I heard Here's about the bottom it. Line. It's all about action, action, action. You know, why do most gamblers lose? Kind of like I'm watching this. Showtime special, and I'm saying to myself, were they listening to my radio show? Like, everything that I'm saying is so obvious of you don't need to play just because there's an early game at 9.35 Cincy-Milwaukee. You don't need to play that early game, you know, and, and be in action if there's nothing worth playing. Sometimes the well, best bet you make, no. like we always say, is, is the, the one you don't that's make. That's right, taking a, taking a pass taking a pass exactly so, so well now, in, in, what, uh, go uh, ahead did you have duke by the way uh yes i did i'll let you and mike discuss that <clears throat> i think it's a very boring final four my son was upset that his bracket got busted finally with duke um but you know again it goes back to if it was that easy you know you can only skate away well, you beat central florida by one well, let me let me tell you this because I've said all along I love the first two days because that's where the opportunities are. Uh, then the numbers get tighter. Uh, and it's not that the you know you it's just the more you ratchet down and it, and it simply becomes now you're to the point where you're betting them because they're the game that's t- on TV. They're only two games uh, that you know right. it had had the Auburn game over. All right, so it was it was a split. Um, I, but I think it's a pretty compelling Final Four. Uh, the funny thing is, you you know you got a uh, you know offense versus defense basically in both games. And Michael, I'm telling you, if it ever becomes Texas Tech and Virginia in the championship game, the total in that game is going to be 115. Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. It's definitely going to be around the 110 mark. But um, you know, like for example, you you couldn't be right about more right about that. The first weekend, the lines are a lot looser. Um, considering it's a neutral court geographically where these teams are placed, it seems like the better teams win the game, and that's why we had a lot of halftime opportunities in that first weekend where Virginia was down in the first half, North Carolina was down in the first half. Um, a lot of teams stormed back, Iowa, Maryland. I mean, there was about 10 halftime plays that were just so easy. But come this past weekend, a lot of teams just didn't bounce because the competition is better. Um, it's later in the tournament. The teams that are playing better seem to be prevailing. I mean, and I'll be—I'll uh, be honest with you. I lost that Auburn game on Sunday. I had Auburn where I won against North Carolina, getting the points um, a few days earlier. But after they lost that big man, I just didn't think that they would be able to compete with the size of Kentucky. And you know, 
how many how many weeks, how many games in a row can you shoot at that high percentage? And they were off. I mean, they were off in the first half. Um, and come second half, even without a big man with the, you know, when Kentucky, I always say this in college basketball, when, when you start missing the front end of a one-on-one, it's basically a turnover. So you're giving up one, possibly two points one way, and you're just having a turnover. And Kentucky uh, missed about four of those in that second half, which is a huge differential. So Auburn stuck, stayed right with them. They, they took them to overtime, and then in overtime just, just played better. So, you know, in that situation, you know, I'll take it on the chin. And Kentucky was my actual winner of the tournament, so my bracket was busted as well. But on the other side, I mean, I, I was preaching Texas Tech going to the Final Four in my bracket, how good they were. They were the, the co-champion in the Big 12 Conference. Their defense is outstanding. And unless you're a team that is very disciplined and mature, um, you're not going to beat a team like Texas Tech. You're not going to beat them down. So uh, it's a very interesting matchup. Michigan State just creates their own will on and imposes their own will on every team that they played. And they played some good teams, through, you know, aside from Duke well, this season. So, well, no, but listen, Auburn, Auburn had, and, and you alluded to it in the, in the middle of your statement there, uh, if you look at who Auburn beat to get here, they faced the toughest road by a mile. Oh, for sure. They beat Kansas. The question is North Carolina, Kentucky. I mean, yeah. there, the right there in itself. I mean, that's the only thing that matters is will Auburn cover the five and a half. I mean, look, we're talking about the line, we're talking about the game. I, I get everybody wants to see who the champions. Well, yeah, I can again, guarantee you're was, I, you're only betting Auburn if you think they can win that game, and I think they can. Well, that's what. I, well, that's you know who's got you know who's got Auburn winning it all, Charles Barkley. Yep, well, that's that's low-hanging fruit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, that's a real shocker. But, you know, again, when you look at a team like uh, Michigan State, 26-6, and a two-seed versus a three-seed, 26-5, and the fact that the line's even two-and-a-half, I mean, you got to – look, if you're looking for value, you don't do the money line in either one of these games. If you're looking for value, you just take both dogs. You'll be be all involved with this, right, halftime-wise, right? I mean, they're – it, I, I wanted to go back to what Mike said before. Uh, I'm not taking issue with it. I'm just maybe adding to it. Well, when I, I love those first two days because what happens is you get a lot of people that are they come out here. You've been here. You were here, right? I mean, you know, 700 people in the grand ballroom over at the Golden Nugget. You know, there are people and they're and they're just firing on every game. They're betting. They don't even know who half the teams are, right? I mean, they're just it's fun. They're there, and I'm telling you. When you said the numbers get tighter, I think what happens is in the first two days, a lot of these teams are playing for the first time. You know, there'd be a lot of people that they didn't know Buffalo's got this high-octane offense uh, or Vermont is such a well-coached team. You know, it was the, the – I don't know that the numbers were are tighter. It's that the public is betting the teams that they're more familiar with that moves the numbers. And the lines were in their 20s on a lot of the one and two seeds and it happens i mean you see it every year i mean when you basically study this year after year and you're not that that person that you're saying that walks into the sports book because he's in town for the first weekend of march madness and he's just betting on the virginia or the north carolina or the duke without really knowing any other teams you know that's where you could get in trouble because a lot of these teams that are really good it, it just happens year after year they don't really wake up till the second half 
because these teams that make the tournament as a 15 seed or a 16 seed clearly are not the top teams in the country. They're the team that won their you know, small conference tournament that now are in the big dance, and they put it all on the first half. I mean, they, they go all out, and either they strike out in the first half and they're just down a ton to begin with, like certain teams were against Michigan State and Michigan in the first round, but when you play a team like Virginia and you give it your all and Virginia's down 15, you know, that team is not going to shoot 60% in the second half. And John says this all the time. These teams that are shooting way above their shooting percentage don't just continue throughout the entire game and finish at 60%. They go down to their numbers. So you could find so much value in the early rounds in the second half. And, again, I had my app. So I didn't have to run up to the window or wait in line because of that small window for half times. I had my app, and I was basically just stealing with second halves because I knew these good teams normally bounce. And in the majority of the first two rounds, they did. And But then when you go into the you know last weekend, it, there really wasn't a huge edge in the half times. And I don't see particularly in these games, there'll be a huge – line makers are a lot sharper when the teams are a lot closer in – you know, in strength, that you're not going to find as much of an edge. And again, there's only two games. So when you look at the board and there's 16 games on Thursday, 16 games on Friday, eight games on Saturday, eight games on Sunday, there's so many opportunities that you could find one or two per day easily. But when there's two games, there's three total games left in the season. You know, like John said, if you're going to just blindly take two teams, take the dogs. Because Auburn showed, again, I guarantee you the public is going to be hammering away on Virginia, not giving Auburn any credit without their big man. They won't be able to compete with Virginia in their defense. They're not going to be able to shoot. They've proven everybody wrong by beating Kentucky. Everybody counted them out after Okiki um, was lost for a knee injury for the rest of the season. And, and similar to Texas Tech. I mean, Texas Tech was a team that was good, but nobody gave them a lot of credit. They don't get a lot of you know, publicity like Dukes or Kentuckys of the world. And there's a kid on their team, Culver, that's going to be now a lottery pick that is fantastic. I mean, the kid is really good offensively and defensively, and their their defensive mindset is so good. I mean, I had them that first weekend, they were playing your team, Buffalo, and I had a huge parlay with TT and the under. The under was 148, and they held them the entire first half was 56 in the first half. So, you know, Again, you got to find that value where everybody thinks because Buffalo had such a great game in the first round and they blew out their opponent. We both talked about it on the radio um, when I was in studio how Buffalo limped into the tournament. And, yeah, they were a ranked team, but they really didn't come in on a high note. And after the beating the first team in that first round, again, the line makers gave them a lot of credit, discounting that Texas Tech is the third best defensive team in the country so for a guy like me that's been following both teams all season it was like stealing but again to the general public they they look at that first round of the tournament and they just believe all right well buffalo could score with anybody they're going to win this game they're a sweet 16 contender so you could get really caught up with just trying to be a fan of the game and trying to pick the better teams instead of just truly following your gut and doing this year after year and being successful like we have for, for years doing this I'm assuming, John, that there might be a homework assignment. You got you got a legal pad with numbers. I mean, like I said, I'm I'm not going through the basketball. Look, basketball it's two games. You know, I'm looking more at 
at, at uh, the home team dogs in baseball. I'm looking at the teams that you want to stay away from, which ironically early in the season. So here, here's my hypothesis, right? My hypothesis, Brian, is that Yee. stay away from teams that you know are going to be there in the end in baseball before July 9th. July 9th is the all-star break. So you got to break the season into two seasons. You got March 28th to July 8th, and then you got July 10th to October 30th. So why would you go all out crazy early in the season if you know that you're favored to be in the, in the win your division? Or it just makes no sense. It's too many games. It's 162 games. You have to pace yourself almost like pacing a racehorse. So what happens is where are you going to get that word value out of the Baltimore Orioles? Where are you going to get the value? Everybody puts a lot of emphasis in playing the spoiler role. And the, re- and the reality is, is that it's not so much, I think, a team like the Orioles playing above their head. I don't. I mean, I hate to say that as as a Baltimorean, but it, I don't think that's the case. Whoa. I think the case is that the other teams just don't care this early. I they just don't care. I have never heard. You know, I'm glad you did that. I've never heard that before. A Baltimorean. I'm a Baltimorean, no, otherwise known as a Baltimorean for living here in the winter time. Um, but but, oh, you, but 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 here but here but here but here's the thing. You're the Yankees. What do they favor to win their division, Mike? What's that? The Yankees? Yeah. What are they? I mean, oh, they lost a lot of players, so I mean, it doesn't even matter. You're talking about the Yankees? Yeah, yeah. No, they reloaded. I mean, they're the no. number. They're the contender to win it all. Okay. So, the Yankees, but again, they start. But we talked about this well, a month ago. Saying, they don't they really, care. That, that's what I'm making the point that that is are bad teams playing above their head when they win, getting a huge price. Or is it that you have to take account? I'm going to throw a big word at you: the cyclical nature of baseball. It's a seasonal sport. I mean, literally, it crosses over from. Brian, say that five times. Cyclical, 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 cyclical. <laughs> it, it follows. You know, you're go, you're starting in April, basically. You still have winter weather. I mean, here in Baltimore today, it's 35 degrees. Yesterday it was 70. This is what we're living with right now. This is how it's on the East Coast, Boston. Philadelphia, Baltimore, all the way basically till you get to the Atlanta. Well, the Atlanta Braves is too south. So basically, from Washington Nationals, Baltimore Orioles, Philadelphia Phillies, the Yankees, and the Mets. Literally, one day it's eighty degrees, one day it's thirty well, degrees. And also to touch on that, um, we have a system here, and Brian, I don't know if you've ever actually looked into this. If the team to- just follow me on this, the team total. So. You know, just giving you an example, not the team total together, but individually, if the Marlins are three and a half over under and the Mets are three and a half over under, it's a total of seven. But if the line makers set the line at nine and there's a two point gap, there's something to be said for that. Because again, right now, this part of the year, not only is weather a factor of temperature, but how about the wind? I mean, right now we look outside, it's 50 mile per hour wings. Now we don't have a game here, but up and down the East Coast, that is a huge factor for the totals. And when the line makers, you know, and I won't get into specifically why we take the under or the over in that situation when there's that type of gap. You could call our office and find out. But you will find that on the board occasionally where the total of the team totals between both teams is different from the total on the game mm-hmm. to start. So 
And there's a lot to be said with that. And we have a whole correlated parlay system with the total that we utilize that we've been very successful with. And one of the guys we all know has been using it for years. And again, this is not just about taking the good team. I mean, right now, if we look at it, the Cleveland Indians, who are 180 favorite at home, are down four to one with Kluber pitching. Now, Kluber's, you know, the ex Cy Young, one of the top pitchers in the game. Right now, it just changed her up six one. So, you know, you're talking about a 180 favorite is down six one at home. Where if you're just playing the starting pitcher, you're in a bad position. Now, not in this game in particular will we do this, but if we see that Kluber's down. 2-1, I'm just giving an example, in the third inning, and we know we have the bottom of the ninth, that 180 favorite basically becomes even money. I mean, here's the good news. We're on the radio live. I'm going to look right now. What an actual in-game live. Well, I mean, I mean, right now they're down 6-1. I would have to say they're, you know, yeah, Kluber's they're... plus, not Kluber, but the Indians are plus 400, plus 500. Uh... But just you change the line around when you actually – follow this, and you know you're getting the bottom of the ninth, and they're down by a run or two. I mean, 6-1 is a little bit stretching it, but because that starting pitcher may be pulled after this inning, giving up six runs, and then it's the relievers in there. But if it's a decently close game, and they're down by a run or two, and you have a huge favorite at home, um, that's a, that you could find value at getting them at even money in the second or third inning. So look, Cleveland is... Plus eight seventy five. That was a little line. off. Yeah, plus eight seventy five on the money line on live betting, and they're plus five and a half minus one forty five. If you want to give the alternate run line live action, so you always get this two option. But again, I mean, can you imagine you you laid one eighty and now you can make that you could if you really are confident that they're going to come back and swing the bat. The total was six and a half and it's already seven, and you think that their bats are rusty early. I would put a piece on. I'm not doing it, but I'm saying if I was already in the game, I would put a piece on them. No, I mean plus eight seventy five. No, it's the it's, again, it's the game within the game. How many? My, hey, John's our our famous story, right? Remember, we told you you had a buddy had a four teamer going uh, with a four dollar dog that was up. Uh, I believe it was three nothing. Could have been four nothing. This is about four years ago, and I said, yeah, not so fast. And sure enough, right? I mean, it, it ain't over. Well, if you look at the line right now, it's Cleveland plus five and a half minus one forty. So they're basically giving you a half a game. They're saying you just need to score one run to win that bet. So in essence, the fact that they're making Cleveland the favors on the run line, the live run line, they don't expect this game to get away from them. They expect them to tighten up the lead. Otherwise, you wouldn't have to lay one forty. So I mean, if you were going to talk about value, even though I hate laying favorites. The value is plus five and a half down, down five, minus one forty. You actually have a half game lead. You can bet this game right now with a half game lead, and you've reduced your vig by forty cents. So, in as I mean, think about that. You're you're getting a half. It's like plus a half, and you're laying forty cents less less in game. And these are the kind of things you'll pay attention to uh, all year long. You know how tempted that... I am to hit that button right now? i got to walk away from you. You guys are talking me to a wager. I'm walking away from the computer. Go ahead. <laughs> well, well, you got your Orioles shirt on. I mean, you know, swing for the fence, man. 
Yeah, exactly. But, no, let me ask you, what's your – you knew I was going to come at you with the Orioles. Obviously, we didn't talk pro, prior to the show. When you see a team like the Orioles winning every day on a 4-0 winning streak, double-digit dog almost every game, what is your – you know, you've been doing this. I've been doing this for three decades. You've been in doing this for, you know, three and a half decades, we'll call it. I don't want to date you. Uh, what do you think – what do you think – you're not shocked by that, right? No. What do we talk about at the beginning of a season? I mean, I, I think it, it depends on what the sports are and the amount of information you have. I think you're nuts not to ease into a season until you see what you're dealing with. Look, at we've seen this happen before uh, with a Seattle and a Baltimore, and, and then teams sit there and go, well, how long will that last? And you never know. I mean, there's nothing that says Seattle don't keep going. Um, you know, Baltimore – I don't, you know, how long it lasts, how far they go, but clearly they're better at the out of the gate than people thought they were. I'm not shocked by that in any way, shape, or form. So, so again, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that I would play Toronto today. What I'm saying is that if I'm going to fade Baltimore, today's line is the perfect game. Today is like you're, you, I can stomach up to about 150 fading a bad team. Once you get over that number, you really got to look at the other team. Hey, I know this team is bad, but you know what? They're going to lose 100 games. Let's say they're going to lose 100 games. That still means they're going to win 60 games. So if they're going to lose 100 games, they're going to win 62 games. Well, if they're going to win 62 games, you're going to make and, money. And, I, and if I go if I go 30 30 30 30 on those 60, and I always take them over a buck. And uh, and this is why, if you're listening, guys, about also not only about the original favorite line, but are you getting reduced juice? Are you are you? Is it a ten cent line? Is it a twenty cent line? Is it a five cent line? Especially if you're always looking at the dog side, the, those little pennies they they add up at the end of the season. There's no doubt about it. Here we are, Sports Insider Radio. I invite you to check out the website, SportsInsiderRadio.com. See John in his orange Orioles outfit. 800-209-1679, 800-209-1679. We'll be right back with the boys heading to the top of the hour. That's 1-800-209-1679. Pick up the phone and make the call. Get today's Consensus Club play absolutely free. Coming from the outside to the inside here at SportsInsidersRadio.com. Get our top consensus play from me, John, yours truly, plus Kenny White and Brian Blessing. It's absolutely free. Don't stall. Make the call. 1-800-209-1679. 1-800-209-1679. Hey, this is former odds maker Kenny White now on your side of the counter. Go to oddsxfactor.com where I'm going to reveal all the secrets how to beat the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, and especially college sports. College is my forte. I love totals. I love second halves. And I love in-game. I was seen on 60 Minutes. I can beat the point spread. I was on the other side. Now I'm with you. Go to oddsxfactor.com. JohnSyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources 
directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. All right, back with you here on Sports Insider Radio, bringing the boys, uh, John and Mike, back into the fray. There's a lot on the docket, bud. It's all about management, isn't it, and in, in, in picking your spots. But we got the home stretch of the NBA and, and the NHL as college hoops is about to wind down. And, uh, the draft is coming. I know, I know that'll pique your interest, Michael. If you're a fantasy football nut, I'm sure you're like me. You love the NFL draft. I used to, you know what? I used to be a little bit more obsessed about it in years past. Now they made it such a spectacle that it takes the whole. I don't know. It, it's just a little different than years past. I still watch it, but I'm not as obsessed as I was. Where I would literally watch all six rounds in years past. I was I was insane. But you know what? Now with uh, fantasy football being as big as it is, um, it, it has become more of a you know a business angle to it because it's not just fantasy for fun people are doing it as a career so seeing these type of guys drafted and improving their teams and it's really besides the nba draft because it's such a large variance of players that you know in the second and third round you could find a lot of good value for your team and teams that made huge free agent additions and gave up draft picks and there's a lot that goes into it i'm still a huge fan but when it comes down to it, it's not as exciting as years past, at least to me. But the reality... Listen, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta give you both a stat that I've never seen as long as we've been doing this show. Go for it. You know, I always talk about 50%, 50%, the line makers, they do a good job, they're 15%. What? You, you ready for this? This is the record in the NBA ending in, going into the last week and a half before the playoffs. 574 favorites have covered. 574 dogs have covered. 16 games have pushed. I'm going to repeat that again. 574 and 574 and 16. I got to do it one more time, Brian. 574, 574 and 16. Can you imagine how sharp these guys are? And you want to know how easy it is to be a, a chalk better or a dog better in the NBA? Over a thousand games, dead even, fifty point zero zero percent is what my computer just spit out at me. He's got his numbers, man. Well, well and, and also <laughs> to talk about the NBA a little bit um, in the Western Conference. Oh all... wait, wait, wait! One thing, Brian. You ready for this, Brian? Yes, sir. It's like a half a hat trick. Maybe we'll call it a double. You're a total guy, right, Brian? Yes, sir. 577 overs have covered. 577 unders have covered. 577 overs. 577 unders for a 50% over-under record. Whoever has the key to the vault of making the line in total in the NBA. Wow. That's all I got to say. 577 and 577. 
five seven forty six and five forty six and sixteen. That's impressive. Five seventy four, five seventy. Is that impressive or what? No, that's hard to do. No. But but besides, I mean, I don't see how in the Western Conference you take any of the teams that are out of the playoffs. I mean, with the regular season remaining, all eight teams have locked up a playoff spot. So the the Kings that are seven and a half games out that aren't going to make it, the Lakers, the T-Wolves, the Pelicans, the Grizzlies, the Mavericks, and the Suns, I mean, they're just playing for a better lottery play, you know, a better better draft position and getting more balls in the lottery pool. So those type of I – I just can't see how you just play on or against those teams because, one, they're probably playing guys – off their bench to see, you know, to evaluate them going into their draft and into the off season, and it's just really not a in a performance where you could put statistics, line makers, any of that. They're just guessing on these teams because when you're out of the playoffs, and we see this in the NFL, when they're out, either teams are just playing for heart and they're just in it and they're just trying to, you know, assert themselves, the type of players to get contracts in the off season and play better. But at the end of the day. These teams don't care. They're out of the, you know, they're out of the playoffs. What they've been shooting for in this 82-game season, and I just can't see how you bet on them or against them until the playoffs start. I mean, would you do that, Brian? No, no, I, you know, right? No, it, it, it's a common sense approach. Um, are, are you? I'm assuming you got Bundesliga stuff going on. What's going on? Well, the Champions League in the quarterfinal, which we're getting closer and closer. Oh, this to the is end in, of this it. is in your wheelhouse, bud. This is in. We're, no, wait, we're wait getting right there to the finish line. I know you bet Kriela Sovetov. What was that? Was it? Kriela Sovetov is playing and FC what, what Orenburg. What country is that in? That's the Russia Premier League. I thought you were all in all things Russia. I mean, I know uh, Locomotive <laughs> Moscow. That's about the only team I follow in that league. It's just not a top league for me to follow. There's so many others that have – it's a little bit – Look, just to be honest with you, I don't. Soccer's not as heavily regulated as the sports here in the United States. And when you get to these, you know, subdivisions of, of leagues that are not La Liga or Premier League or uh, France League One, the main ones, it's just a little shaky out there. I'd rather just not throw darts at the board, which I'll never do, just because I like a team. And you know, aside from Locomotive Moscow, CSKA Moscow. I don't really follow um, anybody in that league. I mean, right now, the EPL, the English Premier League, has three games that just started into the sixth minute. Manchester City just scored. It's now 1-0. Chelsea and Brighton, nil-nil. And Tottenham and Crystal Palace, nil-nil. But here's the thing. We talk about favorites and dog, Brian. Brian, we talk about dogs and favorites. Manchester City is minus 1,300 on the money line. And Cardiff, their opponent, is plus 2,700. Okay, so I, I think, who's laying I, this? I, you gotta, I, think you, I think you like saying nil better than hyper-focused. Nil, baby, nil. <laughs> it's all about the nil. So, you know, the thing is, That's you know, you better have deep pockets yeah. if you're going to trade this stuff or you got to be hunting for dogs. Hey, you know, the in-game, Manchester City was minus 1,300. Plus 2,700. They score one. They're seven minutes into the first because, remember, the time you see is the countdown. It's not actually how much time is, you know. They start at 90 and they count it backwards. Um, did you know that, Brian? 
Yes, I've seen. Okay, that. <laughs> you know, but you can in-game live. You can in-game live this stuff. Right. You can get plus thirty-eight hundred right now on a dog, a live dog. I mean, you can bet. You can have fun with lottery tickets in this sport, like no other sport. But other than that, I mean, you have to pick and choose your spots and be willing to play with the Asian handicap. And again, like Mike said, I mean, it's all over the these little leagues. I mean, you just hand Johnny a hot dog, and he, he you know, he can he kicks around the net. I mean, you know, you don't want to be messing with those games. Hey, listen, SportsInsiderRadio.com. Uh, we love doing this. We have we have a couple chuckles, but all all joking aside here, uh, is some seasons are winding down uh, in, in yeah, baseball. Real quick, in foot, yeah, you're, you're, go ahead. You're an East Coast guy, and you're in a state where you're in a state where they have two teams from originally. So are you a Mets or a Yankee fan? I never asked you this growing up in Buffalo. I didn't grow up in Buffalo. Oh. <laughs> but it's it's a good question. I grew up in Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania, which is equal, oh, that's right. equidistant to Philadelphia. Oh, we'll change, let's, well, no, no, let's change it up. Are you an Eagles or a Steelers fan? Phillies. Phillies or a, Phillies or a, a Pirates fan. Yeah, you're... Good thing this isn't an in-game wagering. You guys would be broke. No, I uh, I was equidistant to Philadelphia and New York. And when I was a kid, my dad worked at a brewery, and the beer company had a had box seats on the uh, right out the third base coach's box at Yankee Stadium, and they were god awful. I've been a Yankee. Glad fan. I asked this question. I've Great been a, story. Been a Yankee fan my entire life. Okay, so uh, what about football? Football. Curious. Uh, when I was a, a a kid, I was a Cowboys fan, and my brother moved to Buffalo when I was eleven, and that was all she wrote. It was a Bills fan. Yeah. You, so basically, you, you're, it's your brother's fault. It's my, for for everything. For my for everything. Right. When he moved to Buffalo when I was eleven, got it. I said I my life goal was to be a sportscaster in Buffalo. I'll give you when a, I was a eleven, funny, funny and, I, and I and I achieved that by I was twenty-one, and I'm like, so uh, this oh oh, <laughs> there's a long way to go. <laughs> what other goals are there? This, you'll get a chuckle out of this. So, um, I read this whole report about the year before the Bills got OJ. There was a pick six that happened specifically why they got that pick to get OJ. So. Basically, what they said is, this is how the linear line went. Because that pick six, pick six happened, they drafted O.J., which then came to Buffalo. He met his girl. The whole incident oh, oh, happened. Because of the inter, in, inter, interception. Right. Because right. of the interception, he got into the incident. The Kardashian was his lawyer. And now we have to blame the Buffalo Bills no, for their no. Kardashians. No, I'm telling no. you, it was a whole thing that I read. It blame, was, no, huh? you, no, you you blame the you cor- blame the Bills. No, you don't. For the Kardashians, you blame the cornerback that made the interception. You got to find out what that guy's <laughs> name is. I'll text it to you, bro. And at some point <laughs> in the near future, you'll be able to in-game live bet on the interception. Uh huh. Oh, that's, that's right. That's. I mean, that's where it's going. You'll be at an in-game live bet, but. Uh, I know we're gonna. We got a few minutes left, but who do you? You know, if I had to put it to you, who's the best? Who do you think's gonna win from a performance point of view in the uh, Stanley Cup? Uh, before the season started, I had Nashville over Tampa Bay, and I'm gonna stick with it. 
I think Nashville is flying under the radar. I think they're if they get the, get the good goaltending from Pecorini, they've got a great first line. They've got depth up front, but it's their top four on defense that uh, I, I I like Nashville. I think Nashville's flying under the radar, and it's Tampa Bay's to lose. I think there's you'll maybe like this. Uh, they could go out in the first round, but if Washington wins the first round. I think Washington is extremely dangerous because they're playing with house money. There's no pressure on these guys. The pressure's off. Ovechkin right. got his cup. But I like Nashville over Tampa. But I think Washington's a, a wild card. All right. Well, we got only 162 games, about 100. I guess we have uh, five that have passed. So we got, a, we got a lot of baseball to talk about this baseball season. So we'll do well, it again next well, week. Well, okay, real quick, uh, to wrap it up, because that's what I was going to say to you. Uh, just generally speaking, you know, what are the things that are, are you're really working on now? Because this is a process, and you've been saying this. You've been doing this for a lot of years, how you've adapted and changed your approach, and with the times of year, uh, the, the things that you really work on to gear up for new seasons that are coming up. Yeah, I mean, well, honestly, you're that favorite word, I'm hyper-focused basically till July with with baseball, 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 with a little bit of soccer, a little bit of NBA playoffs. But again, I just illustrated why the lines are so tough to beat in the NBA unless you're doing in-game live or second-half wagering when you can manage to have a season like that where every single game is 50%. And uh, the reality is you don't have that in baseball. You get to have an unequal distribution of a team going to win 100 games, a team's going to win 60 games. So really, you know, I, I don't – this is not my off season. This has always been – I love baseball, and I just – my my I guess you could say I should be a unpaid spokesman for MLB from a betting point of view because it is a shame that a lot of people hang up their hat till August and they overlook this this really the, this this dream sport that we have to bet on, which is baseball. All right, boys, what's the temperature these days? about 35 40 it could be oh. 105 tomorrow that's how it works i don't know it was 80 then it's 30 then it's 80 then it's 30 but remember we're dealing with outdoor players in mlb and that's where the difference between yes. basketball and hockey gets separated because basketball and hockey indoor you don't worry about you don't worry about the weather back to your totals it makes all the difference when you're playing baseball all right boys listen always fun we'll do it again next week we invite you to check out the website sportsinsiderradio.com It's the Vegas Board Tuesday morning at 10 on AM 1400 KSHP North Las Vegas and KSHP.com USA Radio News with Tim Berg Actresses Felicity Huffman and Lori Loughlin are in a Boston court for their alleged roles in a massive college admission scam. This will be their initial appearance, and they're not expected to enter a plea. A judge will be setting bond of the conditions for their release. Jonas Billboard is a criminal defense attorney. She reminds us... You can't send a message when it comes to financial crimes simply by charging somebody more money. That doesn't hurt enough. You have to take away their liberty. Some people are going to see the inside of a J 